Well, welcome again, and thank you, Roger and Tamara and all of our music people and everyone making worship possible this morning. We continue the series in John's Gospel, New Beginnings, and this morning we are in the Sunday after Easter with Thomas, and we're entitled Feel the Touch. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, was one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds today. Well, I heard this story of this couple on a Sunday morning, and the wife was already ready to go to church, and the husband was still in bed, and she was trying to persuade him to get up and to go to church, and he just would hear none of it. And finally, he said, listen, I'm going to give you three reasons why I'm not going to go to church. He said, first of all, the congregation is cold. Second of all, they don't like me. And third, I just don't feel like going. I want to stay here right in bed. And the wife said, listen, I'm going to give you three reasons why you should go. First of all, the congregation is warm. And most of them do like you. And finally, you're the pastor. Get up. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, sometimes you can miss out on something, even a pastor, if you're not, not sort of aware. How many have ever missed out on anything? in your life? Oh, come on. Seriously. Something good. Wow. My daughter yesterday, we went down to, to Louisville for the day. And uh, she said, Dad, we're going to listen to this music, my favorite, my favorite artist. She gets to pick the music in the, in the car when we're traveling. And so we listened to this, this guy. Which is, I like his music, Jack Oliver. Anyway, but um, she said, he's from Kentucky. She's just wowed by this guy. So anyway, we get there. We're looking all around. And she wouldn't really think about it. And, and, and we get back. And my daughter follows him on Instagram, and she went like, Dad, Dad, he was in Louisville when we were in Louisville. <laughs> Look at right here. <laughs> and then he even posted pictures of the fireworks afterwards. I, well, I said, we were there. He should have known. But anyway, sometimes you miss out on things, and you're right nearby. And for Thomas, man, he missed out on the first Easter Sunday. Can you imagine that? Wow. And so he was not in the room when Jesus came to the disciples and said, peace be unto you, and appeared that first Easter Sunday morning. And then the disciples went to Thomas and told him about it. And Thomas, I think probably like a lot of us said, I don't believe it. Unless I see Jesus myself, unless I actually see the nail prints in his wrist and the place in his side where the spear was thrust, I will not believe. Wow. Man. And interestingly enough, he developed the name Doubting Thomas. Everyone said it, you know, like in a, 
in a big committee meeting or something, just sort of a vision planning thing, and someone cast a great vision, and then someone just throws water on the whole thing. <laughs> and you look at him and say, stop being a doubting Thomas. Man, poor Thomas, remembered throughout the ages for being the doubting Thomas. And so uh, we think about that. But the interesting thing that happens is the next Sunday, which is this Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, Jesus appears again to disciples in the very same room. And he says, peace be unto you. The very same words that Jesus had uttered the week previous. And then he looked right at Thomas and said, Thomas, see me. Look at my hands. Put your hand in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Wow. And the amazing thing is that it's never recorded that Thomas actually touched the hands of Jesus. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But it does say that Thomas said one of the great statements of faith of all times, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. And that is just so powerful. Jesus offered Thomas a touch. Jesus did not scold Thomas for doubting. Isn't that good news for you? Anyone doubt your faith ever besides me? You've been through a dark night of the soul or, you know, just like, wow, it just seems like too much. It's just too much sometimes. And, uh, and you struggle with day-to-day life and Easter is just rejoicing, but sometimes you feel like, man, the hope is so good, but I'm afraid to believe. That's a Thomas moment, isn't it? And it's interesting that John records this, and I want you to hear what John shares with us. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed, and then Jesus says this, as if to all of us, blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believed. But it doesn't stop there. Because we've been looking at the seven signs of John. Really, the theme of John is new beginnings, but part of that was the seven signs of John. And it isn't until this moment that John lets us know the reason for the signs specifically. We've read it earlier, but I want you to hear again. It's in this moment when Thomas's doubt turns to faith that John shares this. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. As if in the darkness and in the doubt, these signs have pointed, and now in this moment, as Thomas moves from doubt to faith, the signs point clearly to Jesus and point for you and I to see the light come on in the darkness, to see our doubt move from doubt to faith. What a powerful, powerful moment. Thomas was offered by Jesus to feel the touch, not scolded by Jesus, offered by Jesus to feel the touch. And you know, I think, friends, the same thing goes for us, too, who struggle with faith and darkness and doubt sometimes, that Jesus offers us a touch, too, doesn't he? And I think that the touch is a little different than Thomas's, but we do get offered a touch from our creator from time to time. And I think there's at least several ways. And the first is creation itself. Has anyone ever been touched by God just sort of looking at creation? I mean, you go out into the starry night sky and you look up at the vast array of the stars. Think of the planets hung in the sky and the stars and the solar systems beyond that. And you just realize 
there is someone beyond all this, and it's someone that is a creator that is more intelligent than I could ever imagine, and I want to believe it's more loving than I could ever imagine. Because of Christ, I can. I have some moments, too. I, I love to go down to Turkey Run, one of my sort of retreat spots. Went there after Easter, so, you know, it's like a lot of pastors kind of exhausted after Lent Easter. It's a very hectic schedule. And I just went down to Turkey Run for half a day. And uh, planning, you know, message series for, you know, the next couple of months, but also just sort of recharging. And you look around and you see that spring is, is just sort of blossoming and budding all around you. And the trees are, are budding and the flowers are beginning to, to bloom and the color. And you see the promise of new life that's there. And it's as if God sort of whispers to you that God is there. You might not understand everything, but in the darkness, there is the promise of new life. And I think for all of us that God sometimes whispers to us through creation. And not in any particular order, but I think maybe the second thing is the community of faith. Do you notice why Thomas missed seeing the Lord? A lot of theologians comment on this. Wasn't with the community of the faithful that first Easter morning. He missed church. <laughs> and so he missed the resurrection of our Lord and wished that he could have been there. He wasn't with the community of faithful. He wasn't with the family of faith. But he was the next Sunday with the disciples in the upper room, gathered as a community of faith. And in that moment, Jesus appears to Thomas. And Jesus says exactly the words before that he had spoke to the disciples, peace be with you. Peace be with you. The peace of God Almighty, because Jesus had reconciled us to the Father, brought together love and justice, peace to us between ourselves and God, and peace to us for each other to work that out. Peace be with you. And then, of course, Jesus offered him a, a touch. And I think, though Jesus is not readily apparent to us, we can feel him in our heart and minds when we're gathered with the faithful, in the songs, in God's word that we share, and sometimes in an encouraging word of another person that maybe just has the word of encouragement for us that morning. God whispers to us in the, in the community of the faithful and in a powerful way if we're open to God's whisper on our hearts and the Holy Spirit's tug on our minds. And then I think also in life. I think there are moments in life when God just does sort of a God wink. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a moment where something happens, and you think, wow, what was that? That had to be God. I wonder. I wonder. And God does that individually to all of us in different ways. I mean, he might speak to you a little differently than me. A friend of mine was struggling with faith. This was back when I was living in Virginia Beach, way back when in the day. And uh, she had not grown up in a Christian family, and, you know, frankly, the Bible really didn't offer, she just struggled with that. She's more of an arts person. And so, but she wanted to, to know faith. She wanted to, she was a seeking uh, a touch from the Lord. And this went on for quite some time. And then one afternoon, I got this call from her and I answered the phone. And she said, you're never going to believe it. God spoke to me. And I thought to myself, what? Because <laughs> God's never really spoke to me like audibly. It's just there's a tug on my heart, sort of a whisper in the soul. And she says, no, God, God spoke to me. She'll never believe it. And she said, this truck cut me off. And I thought to myself, what? <laughs> and she said, you know, I was, I was praying. I just sort of, you know, God, speak to me. Please speak to me. She's going through a lot of stuff in her life at that time. And all of a sudden, this cut, this truck cut me off. And in the back of the truck were this big letters, G-O-D, God. She said, God. Now, if you're not from the East Coast, you probably don't know. There's a delivery company out there, a trucking company that is 
guaranteed overnight delivery. And they put it on the side of the truck, seriously. Huge G-O-D, and then in small words, guaranteed overnight delivery. And, you know, get your attention. She said, he almost ran me off the road, but there was God. I couldn't miss it. Even tapped the brakes. And she goes, I, God just said something to me in that moment. Now, God might not speak to you in that way, but for her, man, that was it. She said, I was just praying. Speak to me, and there was God. And uh, it began sort of a more of a journey of faith, and uh, that faith was solidified. I don't know the God wings that you had. Many of you have shared so many different things. To someone, maybe a stranger coming up and saying some, something to you. Uh, I knew someone had someone, a stranger come up and say something to him at a gas station. I say, I know it's really bad right now, but it's going to get better. I feel that in my heart. I just had to come and tell you. And they were like, man. Uh, someone else, maybe it's in a hospital room or someone, someone says something. And you just feel the miracle of God. And for some of you, and this is Baby Sunday, I know it's been when you held a baby or a grandbaby. God kind of smiled at you in a special way. And, and I think that's beautiful. C.S. Lewis also said that in life, sometimes we see a foretaste in this life. There's a glimpse of the next life. So he said when we go to a wedding, we celebrate that. But it also gives us a foreshadowing of the marriage feast of the Lamb in heaven's gates down the road, or when we go to a homecoming, we feel a sense of, of family that we'll feel in heaven. And of course, when we come to church, we feel the presence and fellowship and faith in a way that we will see over on the other side. But he says, in so many ways, God is speaking to us today. And the Sunday after Easter, when Thomas was struggling, I just want to encourage you that it's okay to doubt. And many times, doubt moves us to, to faith in a powerful way. Madeline Engel said, many times I'd rather talk to someone who is struggling with doubt than someone who's just overassured of their faith. She said, because doubt can shake away all the falsities and all the niceties and all the things that aren't really true and come to the heart of things if you're just really open in that moment. And she says, sometimes doubt grabs you so hard that you reach out to God and God embraces you at a moment in a way that God would not in any other way. That's what Thomas discovered on the Sunday after Easter. And I think that's something that God would whisper to us this morning. I'm going to close with a couple of things that I think are, are interesting. And the first is that you notice that Thomas also, actually the disciples didn't call him a doubter, at least openly. Thomas does have a nickname in here. Do you see it? It's Didymus. Didymus, which means the twin. Now, it's interesting because John always tells us things that we need to know that are always interesting. And I think it's interesting because we never know the name of Thomas's twin, do we? And I think maybe that John is maybe hinting to us that all of us in some sense are Thomas's twin. All of us have some part of us that is doubting, right? Like Thomas. But all of us can also be part of the twin that sees Jesus and hears Jesus whisper those words, peace be unto you. There's a part of you today, this morning, that is doubting. And all of us have moments in life like that. Then rest assured that Jesus still comes to us. And Jesus doesn't scold us. Jesus whispers to us, peace be with you. Touch my hands. See my side. Stop doubting and believe. And finally, I love the story of a little boy who was out in the park flying a kite. And it was a spring day, not unlike today. And it was a bit cloudy, and it was a bit breezy, and so the kite just sailed up, 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 and it just kept going up until it clear, went up clear into the clouds. Couldn't even see the kite. 
And the boy was just enjoying that moment, and older man comes along and decides he's just going to sort of play with the boy a little bit. And he walks up to the boy and says, what are you doing? And the boy said, well, I'm flying a kite. He said, where's your kite? Well, he said, it's up there in the clouds. And the older man said, well, how do you know the kite is up there? <laughs> and the little boy thought for a moment. He said, well, I can't see it because it's up in the clouds, but I'm holding on to the string, and every now and then it gives a tug on the string, and I know it's up there. And I think maybe that's a picture of our faith sometimes, that sometimes we can't see everything that we'd like to see, but every now and then there's a tug on our heart, and we know that Christ is there present with us, and we know that God's heaven awaits us, and we know that God is in control. This Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, as maybe many of you are struggling with doubts, I invite you, like Thomas, to stop doubting and believe. We join me in prayer. Lord, as we think about this great moment in Thomas's life and all of, all of church, we're so thankful for Thomas because of the struggles that he has with doubts in this moment, we can believe in a stronger and clearer way. So Lord, help us to be willing to put our doubts before you and to see more clearly how much that you love us Help us to open our eyes to so many avenues that you have and trust that you indeed will touch us even as you touch Thomas. We pray this in Christ's name and all God's people said, amen.